Hey there, welcome to ATL and 29, the podcast that looks at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. I'm here with Tyler Jones. We get a Tyler recap. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you for staying up for this one. Yeah, no problem. Uh, a weird game, I think. The Hawks kind of laid an egg in the first half and came to life in the second half, but Sacramento didn't miss. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even think they laid an egg in the first half. They just... First half, they couldn't make their shots. Second half, they could, but... That, I mean, that fourth quarter from the Kings, like, you I don't know if I've ever... I, I know I've never seen that in the NBA game. Uh, like, <laughs> it was, was it, absurd. I think a stat, a stat, they, uh, a stat Bob and Neek said um, during the broadcast was that every... Like, it, they were five minutes into the fourth quarter, and every field goal uh, um, made by the Kings was a three-pointer, and they were, like, six for six from three. Yeah, I think they were seven so, for seven uh, at one point in the quarter, so it yeah, was just absurd. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm, I mean, it's, you know, overall, I thought the Hawks played well enough to win, but they they had some execution mishaps. Um, I can think uh, in the first like in the very first quarter, Jabari Parker gave up back-to-back no-effort three-pointers. Yep, Bielitsa. Um, yeah, to Bielitsa. And then to end the third, you know, they, they had a massive miscommunication that just led to a wide-open corner three win. Okay, since you brought that up, I am going to interject right now and put in the audio because I asked Pierce about that play. At the end of the third quarter, you're shooting free throws with like 12 seconds left. And then they came down and they got like a corner three that was wide open. I didn't understand what yeah, quite happened so, there. Yeah, hit is, hit is, it's a term we use to just it's, it's speed them up and make someone else make a play. As opposed to, you know, you watch James Harden at the end of any quarter, he's going to shoot the basketball. Uh, the goal is whatever play they're going to run, whatever set they're going to run, you try and it's, it's basically what we do. It looks like they're blitzes, they're really called hits. And so we hit the basketball, we just try and but there's a rotation. You zone up behind and you rotate. And so uh, Ty Wallace was at the top, and there was a shooter at the top and a shooter in the corner. And so he's got to take first pass, and we just didn't get the rotation. He's got to get first pass, and the next guy who's rotating out needs to take the second pass. When you hit, you're trying to get them to make extra passes as opposed to one guy sitting there, and all of a sudden, like Bogdanovich did, he just raises up and shoots three. Make them drive it, make them make a pass, because they're open in the time as much as your other defender. All right, so what would you see out of that play, Tyler? Because I didn't think it was particularly good. Um, well, they were supposed to trap and get the ball out of De'Aaron Fox's hand. That's clear, but, y- you know. The rotations know. They, behind it, it weren't there. No, it wasn't the rotations. It, it's just that one person was beyond the three-point line. Like, I, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was a communication breakdown. It felt like somebody was in the wrong spot before the pass was even made. Exactly. They they weren't they weren't they didn't know where they were supposed to be on the floor. It was <laughs> and there was another play, you know, that that was a massive communication breakdown like And like they um, they they had just come off free throws then and like got defensive substitutions and everything and got to gear up for exactly what they wanted and that was kind of a little disaster of a play, I thought. Yeah, no, they just they it was a brain fart, but there was another one, you know, one where overall I, I subscribe. It was just a lot of rookie mistakes. Yeah. Um, Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter at one point 
just didn't switch on a simple screen action that led to an open three-pointer that just led to an open pull-up three for for I think Buddy Heald or somebody else. I think I so. That's not, I think that's right. Yeah, where they they just they they like a like-sized guy came down. Mm-hmm. They didn't switch. They give up an op- a a blatantly open three-pointer when they didn't have to and you know, it's just, you know, those small mis- like and that's basketball, man. In the NBA, things are just decided on the margins like that where, you know, just it they got to cut those simple mistakes out. That said, that happens on both sides. Both teams make uh errors like that. Right? Um you know, they just they just they couldn't get the sequencing together. They got they got their hands on they had a bunch of deflections. Yeah. Um but that they just couldn't, you know, corral the basketball like overall I thought they played to me anyways. Like they at the end of the day only gave up 31 three-pointer attempts to a Kings team that is notorious for probably being the team with the fastest pace in the NBA. So that's not that's that's good defense. Like you only give up 31 three-pointers. They only, you know, they they in the first half they only gave up four free throw attempts. That kind of went away in the second. This was a um, terribly but, you know, officiated were, game. Were, I don't even know if it was like bad in favor of the Hawks against the Hawks, but. It, in my opinion, that that was not a well officiated game. Just just a mess on both sides. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Especially in the second I half, mean, it was it was perplexing a little bit. Yeah, but the Hawks, you know, when you're down, they weren't necessarily. I don't know. It, it's it's tough to play. Like I, I'd have to rewatch the game to really tell. But yeah. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued a little bit by like Cam Reddish's defense. Like I thought he was relatively decent on Fox in the first half, and then he did. You know, he was essentially didn't start the second half, which was seemed a little bit significant that he wasn't out there. And then it felt like it took Trey like six minutes to get amped up defensively because it felt like that first half of the third quarter before Trey got scorching hot on offense, like his defense, you know, against Fox kind of let Fox get into the game a little bit. Um, what do you what do you mean? Like before he just started playing the passing lanes and baiting De'Aaron Fox to turnovers? Yeah, is that is that what you're talking? About? It felt yeah, like yeah. he was getting to his spots in the paint early in the third quarter. Uh, um, I, you know, De'Aaron was okay. Um, he was a lot better in the first half than the second half. Uh, it just felt like Trey was taking a lot of things personal like they they even brought in a substitute uh to get De'Aaron Trey off De'Aaron and I think multiple times he told Bembry to go away so that was <laughs> that was one where Trey was taking it really personal and, and he just started like he, he did started, start getting better on defense once he got better on yeah, offense yeah and what he did was he just baited De'Aaron Fox into you know just making stupid plays, and that was, you know, kind of game and shit on Trey's part. And he was, Trey seemed particularly mad about something. I don't, I don't know. Trey, Trey was pretty pissed in that third quarter. That was, that was a hell of a run. I mean, but um, not necessarily related know. to Fox, but after the game, a direct quote from Trey Young was, "I was pissed." He said he was pissed that he played bad in the first half, but he did say, "I was pissed." And I don't think he played bad in the first half, but you know, Trey's, <laughs> Trey Trey has different standards for himself. But I thought I thought Trey, I thought Trey was good throughout. Um, yeah. He did he did play with more force in the second half. He forcing the oh, issue, sure. 
um, getting into the paint more, you know, just and and that led to better quality three point attempts, three pointers for Herder in particular, which you know, which got the Hawks going on offense. Um, but like I said, overall, you know, to me, I thought the Hawks played better than the Kings, but you know, the Kings made they made they made their jump shots, you know. Really, in that first half, like the first half, I know they said they didn't play well, but I mean, a lot of it was just bad offense by the Kings that they were just making, you know, contested two pointers, contested three pointers. And yeah, the two, the two know, threes that, that Jabari gave up were painful because oh, they yeah. had a nice lead going, and then all of a sudden it was a 15 to 2 run, and those were the two centerpieces of it. That, that was hurtful. Those can't happen. No. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna watch. They're gonna watch on the film. Like Jabari, what what is this? Like it's, it's five minutes haven't gone off in the game, and like this is just lazy defense. And you know he picked it up, but right. And they're gonna miss Collins know, the Hawks, because of the that. The Hawks don't have the Hawks don't have this massive talent advantage where they can afford to not be on their P's and Q's on defense. Um, at least starting out early, where where their offense is just really so lagging behind right now, and it's. You know, it, it's going to be a struggle for the rookies to find spots on the floor where they can be successful. Um, I, I, I feel like, you know, Hunter and Reddish kind of just don't know where to get their offense from on a consistent basis, and that's that's tough for perimeter players. Like, it's the NBA is difficult. Like, it's everybody's good. You know, even bad defenders will take away what you do best, and you just got to find good counters. You got to make the right read, right decision, and, you know, it's just a lot to process, and it's, it's going to take them a while to get it together. But the good news is, overall, they do have the talent to succeed, and that's to me, that's what I'm looking at more to be yeah. more more important than them executing right now uh, in the in the moment. Whatever the vision was for having them find their spots on offense, it's been blown to bits because John Collins isn't there, and Jabari isn't that kind of floor spacer, and Alex Len. I mean, I, I love what he's done on defense this season. It's absolutely perplexing that he could look that good on defense and just he's like a shell of himself on offense. I mean, there's no, there's just no spacing for him because Hunter and Reddish can't make an open three pointer. So like that's that's been the issue. Like he can't get he can't get those easy flip flip shots. You saw a little bit more of that this game. Uh, I thought he was really good. I thought he was. I mean. To me, Allison has been fine. It's just like the opportunities aren't there because the spacing isn't there. And I mean, he I hasn't been fine. Like he, I, I mean, he, his he, his he, shot he, has been off. Like even watching him in warmups, like his shot doesn't look great. Um, you know, you look at him trying to catch passes in the lane. That's been an adventure. And I realize you're like you're saying, you know, the spacing isn't there. But there are times where it's just it's really on Alex. It's not on the spacing. Agree, but. It'll be easier once Herder's uh, inserted into oh, the starting sure. lineup, which and he which looks should happen. he looks like it's like a three game trajectory now, where it's like he went from like you know D Kevin Herder to C Kevin Herder to B Kevin Herder, and tonight we got A Kevin Herder, which is like that that's like a revelation. Yeah, I wish A Kevin Herder still you know shot the ball more, but <laughs> you know only ten shots and. 30 minutes like they just overall they just need more from him. he's he's got to step his he's got to step his game up but 
you know, it was good tonight. It was good to see him get into the lane um, and try to finish through contact and get to the foul line. He, he's done that the last couple games. Um, so hopefully he can keep that rhythm going uh, throughout, you know, this road trip coming up, which, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, you know, it, overall, it does suck that John Collins isn't out there. But they do have, like, the good news, like, on offense, Barry Parker has been everything you'd hope for. Um, yeah, on offense, he's just, I mean, on the I, I the thing that sticks with me for some reason, I, I don't know, I guess it's because it's Dominique. But, like, listening to Dominique just kind of chuckle. Like, Jabari just gets, like, his third or fourth dunk. And at that point, the Dominique's just like shaking his head and cackling. Like I, I can't believe he's doing this. I mean, it, it's his off-ball movement, uh, not just his dribble drive game, which you know has always been you know pretty good. He, you know, he's really good driving in traffic, but you know he's he's a really good cutter. He understands um, when to cut. He also just takes yeah. junk. Like there'll be an offensive rebound that's just junk, and he's got the right footwork to make a little big bam, one drip, one dribble, one step move, and he's at a dunk. It's 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 really he's just phenomenal, and it's it, it's huge that he can dunk with his left hand, which yep. you know absolutely um, perfect thing you said. He, he's lost he's lost some of his explosion um, before you know when he had the two knee, but it's mitigated by the fact that because he can dunk so well with his left hand in traffic through guys, like you know he just won't he he's he's probably one of the better. I mean he's just flat out one of the better in game dunkers in the NBA. Along with oh, John Collins. He's like third um, in the NBA in dunks. Yeah, and he's it's going to continue to happen because he's just, you know, Trey's such a gifted passer. He's yes. going to find him. And, and uh, you know, as long as Jabari continues to move without the basketball. He, uh, he's never played with a point guard. Like, I asked Jabari the other day, I was like, you know, is Trey the best point guard you've ever played with? And he's like, he's up there. And he included Brad Beal, uh, Eric Bledsoe, and Zach Levine as, as the, you know, the, the three best point guards he'd played with besides Trey. And, and Beal makes sense because Wall wasn't there, but I mean, that's, that's not an inspiring list. I mean, in, I mean they're good players. They're good players. I mean, in Milwaukee, like Bledsoe's, Bledsoe's a good point guard, but, you know, that, that was when Jabari was on the outs, like with the Bucks and playing with Kidd. It was just... Like even beyond, like to me, it's not it's not just a point guard. Like it's not just Trey Young. It's also the scheme that he's playing. Oh, for in. sure, absolutely. The Hawks are the Hawks are just putting Jabari Parker on the offense in position to succeed. Yep. Uh, where it's just get to the rim and shoot and shoot three pointers. Yep. And you know they they've cutting out his you know his mid range ISO game. Like he'll he'll take a mid ranger you know. Uh, within the flow of the offense, he's like, taken like five he's, all he's season. Cut, he's, yeah, he's cut he's cut the fat out of his game completely, and it helps that the Hawks, even though they're not making shots, Jabari Parker has the you know the spacing on offense is still always there. They they always have four guys behind the line with Jabari's going on those yeah. going on those ISO drives against you know bad defenders, and just overall with Jabari is. He's just a bully. Like you have to play, you have to defend him with a good, long, physical defender, or he's just gonna go through guys. Yep. And you know that that's a skill. And no, it's absolutely. It's a I rare mean, it's a skill. skill. And it and it 
you know, it, it really does mitigate um, the loss of John Collins, um, you know, on offense. Where they miss John, to me, has been on defense. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I thought, you know, the first five five games of the season, I thought he was the by far the best defender on the team, um, yeah. especially playmaking around the rim. And best of his Alex career. Lynn, yeah, and Alex Lynn has done a real – like, Alex Lynn has been pretty good as well. Yep. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, once – like to me, here's the thing. Once once this offense gets kicked cooking, uh, these guys get in the rhythm. Uh, they find their jump shot. Like they find their stroke, uh, which is going to happen. Like they they just got it. The more important for who? Thing be more specific because they don't have the shooters um, for, like they did last season. No, but they're not going to continue to shoot. Like Hunter and Reddish aren't going to continue to shoot yeah. below thirty percent from three. Hunter's Alex Lynn, Alex Lynn isn't going to not make three pointers. Right. Um, okay, yeah, that's fair. You know that. It's these guys are just rhythm shooters. Like it, it just, you know, once they find once they find their shot release, they'll it'll come for them, and then the offense will really explode. But like to me, the bigger issue is the they're just not shooting enough three pointers. Uh, tonight, I think Laurie Pierce even mentioned it that they're just not getting the quality catch and shoots, right? Shoot three pointers that they were last year, um, and. You know, and again, like a lot of this will just come. Like these guys haven't played with each other, and this Hawks offense very much relies on, you know, feel, being in the right place, you know, reading what the defense is doing, reading what the best option is. And, you know, we got to be honest, these guys haven't played with each other. Like yeah. th this is the first time they've, a lot of these guys ever played with each other. And, like, it's, it's going to take time for the chemistry to come. And that's why, you know, on one hand, it sucks that all the teams they've played are, you know, relatively good teams. Like they, they don't, they don't have, they haven't had a cupcake yet. You know, they had, they got the Bulls and the Kings back to back, but the Kings were, I mean, the Kings were always a better team than their point differential to start the season. Right. And the Bulls are probably are right around the a similar talent level to the Hawks and. You know, both teams came off the back and back, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you just don't know how – back-to-backs are just so fluky. Like, you just – you really just don't know how a team's going to respond. Um, it, it really doesn't matter if it's home or away or where – how long you traveled. Like, it, it's just random, it, and it, it sucks that, you know, they've – their schedule has been so, like, condensed where – like they they haven't played that many games relative to the rest of the league, but like all their games are in a span of four days, and like they they play three games in a span of five days back to back, and it's just like you just don't know uh, how they're gonna respond to that stuff. So, um, it, you know they're gonna go on this road trip. Hopefully they can you know squeak out a couple because really all, all they have to do is just not just you know keep pace with the rest of the the bottom of the barrel that it has been the Eastern Conference so far. <laughs> you know, it's it's really been it's been five pretty good teams to start this season and then everybody else is more or less in this same morass where, you know, well, the Hawks are, aren't as bad as, you know, the bottom bottom tier. They're 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 in the healthy mediocrity middle. And, you know, that's that's an improvement from where they started last year where they were by far the worst team in the NBA. They are not that. They're not even, you know, they're 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 around the 20th 
to 15th best. You know, they're in that 15th to 24, 25 range. Yeah, and that's, that's right. That's an imp- that's that's an improvement from where sure. they were last year, where they were consistently thirty to twenty five. And that's with two you know, rookies they, in the starting lineup. Yeah, yep. And so, as long and like to me, my overall takeaway from the this this season is as long as they play with this effort and consistency on defense, uh, which has been markedly improved, regardless of you know people point like it's. Just been a pet peeve of mine. Everybody just pointing to the Hawks' three-point shooting, you know, defense where it was going. It's going to regress. It's going no, to they're better. Like, they're better at defense. It's there's no question. They are question clearly about it. better than defense than where they were last year, where they couldn't get a stop against any team in the NBA last year. Even they the players that are came, came back are better. Like Trey Young is better. Exactly. Alex Len is better. Uh, you know. Yeah. So it's it's just you know it's just like John's this, better. Once you know once the offense. Once the offense starts clicking, because you can see the, like, they're just, it's like the offense is there. The execution is not. Like, you can see that they're trying to do the right thing. But, right. you know, outside of Trey Young, you know, just being playing at an all NBA level, which he has been, you know, yeah. it's just not there for everybody else. It's as a team, they're just kind of, something is just missing. And, you know, once Herter gets into the starting lineup, maybe, maybe you know, they can, get, they can get things cooking a bit more. It's funny because you look at the stat sheet and they only had 12 turnovers, uh, which is really good for them. I mean, that was a bugaboo all through the preseason. It was a bugaboo last season. But at the same time, you know, you look at last game, you look at this game, there's just so many situations where a person who has the ball and is making a pass – gets the pass to the recipient, but it's like six feet off target. There's just so many off-target passes that get caught, but they're just, they're just not good passes. And, you know, they, they give the defense enough time to recover and get back into much better position. You, you, they just can't get defenses off kilter because they're just killing themselves by having to just make sure that they get the ball and don't lose it. And then all of a sudden the defense is back in position. They just got to get, they got to start, you know, one big thing they've got to start they doing is just clean. put passes in the right places. I mean, overall, they just have to be cleaner. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, again, you're playing two rookies. Uh, just if I can comment on them with real, real fast. Go ahead, Riff. You know, it's funny. Reddish, Reddish is so out of control sometimes. Like, I wish he, he just needs to just put that, Put a spin move on complete on the shelf. Yep, that has to go away. Uh, especially in traffic, like if it's on an ISO situation where there's nobody there, yeah, it'll definitely. I, I, it, it's a good move, but it's just not, you know, spin move in traffic. Uh, like this is the NBA guys. Guys know when you're gonna spin and they can help, and it's just too yep. easy to poke the ball away from them. But all that said, I do like it when he gets downhill. Um, yep. He has good body and, control when he slows down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, like, to me, it's just, you know, he's just got to play smarter. Like, he's just got to be smarter, and he's got to – it's too much he, – he too much – too many times when he has the ball in his hands, he just has an idea what he's going to do without reading what the defense is doing to him. Um, he just needs to he, – he just needs to be better reading the floor overall. Um, but, you know, overall – you know, 
I, I, I like I like the talent. I like his game. I really enjoy. I've really enjoyed his defense. Yep. It's been there all since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that those are the positive. Hunter. And when he makes a bad you know, play, Hunter, he you can see it. Like his body language goes. Like he'll make yeah. one bad play, two bad, and that's you know he's twenty. That's gonna happen. He's in his seventh NBA game, but you know that more bad plays are coming. You can see it. It's right there. You know You know what I mean? It's like the second half tonight was a fresh start because you go in the locker room for 15 minutes. But like in the first half, as soon as he had one bad play, you knew there were a couple more coming because he just didn't believe in himself for the rest of that half. Yeah, it's a, you know. He's a kid. Young guy, young guy come, going with confidence issues. And, you know, he has such a bad, like he had, you know, a bad season at Duke and, you know, offensively it's just, it just hasn't been there to start this season. And so, you know, it's understandable. And again, this is like, he hasn't played basketball in months until now. Like this, like these are the first seven games he's played since what, March, April. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, it's going to be tough for him, but you know, again, the talent is clearly there. He's got every tool in the toolbox. I'm not, I'm not worried about him long-term. It's just, you know, again, it just sucks that the Hawks don't have any, like, just bottom barrel teams to play where they can beat up on and kind of get in the, get in the, just get in a rhythm. Right. Um, you know, like, every team is trapping Trey Young 35 feet away from the basket, and, you know, it's it's on the other guys. They, they, they have to be better with the ball in their hands. They got to make the right play because it's for, like, it, they're, they're get they're getting advantage. They're playing four on three. Like they have the advantage, but they have to be better at reading. You know what the where the defense is and where where they can go with the ball in their hands in those situations. But yep. they'll get there. They'll get there. Enough teams are going to do this trap. Like at some point, they're going to figure it out, and then like you know, defense are going to have to just do something else. Um, but Hunter. You know, Hunter, he, like, to me, he just got to play with more force going downhill. Uh, he, for some reason, like, he's just not, you, you know, teams teams are smartly taking away his right hand. Yes. Um, and so he's struggling to go, you know, he, he's just got to take take what defense give him, go left and finish with your left hand. He He's shown he can do it uh, in college, um, but, again, it's, it's a confidence thing. Like he's just not as confident as, as with his left hand as he is with his right. He always wants to go right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been good, good against the Kings to see him, you know, consistently go with his left hand. Now he just has to finish with his left hand or finish the play just going with his left hand to really get back to his right hand. Um, and even if he's going like straight at the rim, he'll like pull it down a little bit and try to go further right and around instead of just trying to Yeah, he's got to go through. He, he's, he's missing fouls because he's trying to go around the defense instead of just saying, "Oh, you're in the wrong spot. If I just create the contact here, I'm going to get two free throws." Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, he's got a pretty right-hand thing roll, but you know, it's I, I'd like to see him more it. try to go through. I, yeah, agree. I'd like to see him try to be more physical, just try to finish through contact, you know, and it's these things take time, you know. It's, it's a new, it's a you know, it's a new situation. He's playing in a brand new offense, um, and he's just I mean, trying to find like his Virginia's? spots on the floor. No, <laughs> uh, and Good you know, also, also, also with Hunter, like he's just got to make his open three pointers. Like he's, yeah, he's got to shoot more threes. 
and he's got to make them. <laughs> he's so he's going to get that part. He he absolutely is going to get that part. Yeah, and so once one and once his three pointers goes down, that'll open up his uh his dribble drive game with the you know when teams start respecting his three more. But right now, like he and Reddish, just like he's made the same amount of threes as Reddish on the season. Yeah. Um, I think Reddish might, after this game, Reddish actually might have one more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that Reddish got to such a bad start that, you know, Hunter's really only made two, like he made two threes in one game, and that was a, basically a third of his output on the season. Like he just, <laughs> he's just not making three pointers right now. So yeah. once, once his shot fall, starts falling, like that'll, that'll open up his dribble drive game, and that'll open up, you know, everything he's trying to do on the floor. Um, but like to me, he's just got to shoot it when he's open. Um, and he's got to, he's also, he also can't be uh, slow with his release. Like he, like to me, Hunter, Hunter has a quick release sometimes. And the other times he, you know, he has to load up the trebuchet, uh, uh-huh. as, uh, Ethan Strauss would say regarding Andre Iguodala, like where, and he'll get his three pointer blocked because he's just like. I think he's more comfortable with a slower release, but I think you know, he is. But if you, if you look at what he does in like practice and stuff, he knows that he has a slow release and he has range. So he's he looks very comfortable like lining up from twenty six feet. Like he doesn't feel like he has to be on the line. He'd rather have the space. I think. Then he, and that doesn't know, work in the corner, but yeah, but uh, you know he should spot up. You know, farther behind the line and. You know, yeah. maybe get some more space, but even then, like he's he's missing open three pointers. Like, yep, that that'll stop. So yep. I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about Hunter. But no. just when he when he does have an advantage, a physical advantage, I'd like to see him go through guys more yep. often, which he which he has shown to do. But he's just got to do it more consistently, and that's going to take time. And that's you know that's kind of a benefit of John Collins being out is that they don't have this release, like they don't have this safety valve. These like Hunter Reddish Herder, um, for for better and for worse, they have to you know evolve their games. Like they they yeah. have to they have to do more, and that's going to help um, further down this season when they're more comfortable in a in a reduced role uh, when they have easier looks. But you know right now they need these guys' offense to uh, pick it up, and you know I I'd expect it will. Um, I think this season's good those. for Trey. Like you just talk about like the level of difficulty. Like this season is so well, much harder for him. He's figuring I mean, it's amazing what he's done considering the amount of defensive attention that he's get and, and, and the limited amount of offensive talent that he's had on the floor with him at times. It's it's absurd that he can do this much. Yeah, he's been he's been incredible. Like he's he's been I mean, Doncic just had another monster game, but like He's kind of been the same, just absolutely dominant <laughs> basketball players. Both of them have this season, and that's you know, that's pretty cool that you know two guys are just really starting the season so well. Yeah. And uh, Trey is just—I mean, he's incredible. Uh, you wish the other guys uh, would, uh, you know, you, you you just wish you know er, people, there would be somebody else to match his level. Um, Jabari Parker is kind of doing it, but uh, you know, you, you you really wanted to see Herder uh, match it, and you know he was really good. He was again, he was really good. He's been really good the past two games, getting to the rim and trying to finish through contact. And yeah. 
hopefully that that continues. But I mean, Trey's been remarkable. Uh, he's making the right reads. You know, his jump shot is there. Uh, he's like they teams are just they don't want they don't want Trey Young to beat him, yep. and so they trap him thirty five feet. You know, with two guys and. You know, it, until the Hawks consistently beat four on three defenses, like they're going to continue to trap Trey Young 35 feet uh, behind the three-point line. So that's that's just something this team has to get better at. Like they have to execute better. Um, hopefully, when Alan Crabb comes back, you know he sh- he should be able to help. Uh, oh come on! Don't make Alan Crabb your miracle man. No, he's going to help. <laughs> no, he team. will help. A, yeah, he's a. He's a legit shooter. You know, a proven shooter. Yeah. And, you know, Lloyd Pierce will play every man that is active. What do you think about that? What do you think about I was That was literally I my next it. question. Dress 12, I, play 12. I love it. Uh, you know, play all 12 guys and figure out which one, you know, on the lower end of the scale, who who, who has the hot hand. Like, I, I got no problem with it. It's not like, you know, I... It, I, you know, I've never seen a <laughs> coach consistently do it yeah. over an 82 game season. But you know, the start of the season just to figure out who who's going to be, you know, in the rotation. Like, I, I got I've got no problem with it. And so when Crab comes back, I, I I would expect him to get you know, 10 to 12 minutes like Vince Carter does, um, and just try to figure, you know, the lineups that will work with him on the floor. Uh, so. I personally like it. Um, you know, you, you get you get the best out of Damian Jones doing it this way. Uh, I've I've been I've kind of been impressed with how he he as a pitcher defender, when he's not fouling, he's been pretty good yeah. in that role on defense. Like, you know, as a switch defender, he looks pretty good. And then you know his offense is he's a pretty good finisher. Yeah, uh, you pretty wish good get, catcher. You wish. Yeah, you wish he'd get um, some foul calls. <laughs> I, I don't know what was I, I don't know what was going on. Like with with your point, I, I just could remark that you know he'd get the ball and he guys would be draped over him. He couldn't get the foul, and it's like okay, like you know that's that's bizarre. Uh, Jabari Parker can't get a foul uh, a three point play to to save his life when he's dunking on people and they're fouling him, but. It is what it is. Well, if he is. missed the dunk, um, he might. But if, when you make it, they tend not to want to call it. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. But that that <laughs> that is what they do. Um, but I, I I do want to talk about Bruno. I thought, you know, Bruno was a plus six or eight in the box score, but he was by far the worst player that the Hawks played, and uh, he, got, he probably kind of cost. A couple times. I mean, it, it wasn't that he just got cooked. It, it's that his help defense was terrible. Uh, too many times, yeah. Too many times he left uh, Trey Young on an island where he, he's the help man and he's supposed to be helping and he's just not doing his job in the you know in the first half and then in the second, like he gets beat but then he quits on the play because he gets beat and he you know instead of just finishing the play and getting back into the play like he had a couple of those on offense, you know he doesn't know where to be like really to me like I. You know, Bruno, the talent is clearly there, the ball skills, the dribbling, the passing, the shooting. Yeah, he'll be but, fine, but it wasn't a good game from him. Yeah, but, like, to me, I, I haven't been impressed with his awareness on either end of the floor. It feels like he doesn't know where to line up on offense. 
and then on defense, like he he just doesn't know where to be. Like that's and that's that really hurt them uh, tonight. Because again, it, it wasn't just the individual his individual defense; it was his help defense that was sure. really damaging. Where it was just like you're the center, man. You, you have to be. You're the center, and you're the you goalie. Know, whether, yeah, and you have to be aware of all uh, five guys on the other side of the ball, and also all five guys, all four guys of your teammates. Like you, you got to know where where you got to put out the fire. And he, you know, he just wasn't doing it. So, you That's know, true. again, he's young. Uh, he'll get better, but. You, yeah, the the problem with without you know John is that they're going to need him to be better, and he just wasn't that tonight. Okay, uh, I was going to do a pot on this the other night, but it's more fun to talk about it with you, anyways. Uh, what did you think about Lloyd Pierce's press conference the other night? Uh, which one about the one after they got the Bulls throttled game? by the Bulls? Yeah, I mean, you know what? It wasn't much to say. Like, <laughs> I thought he was funny, but I mean. See, I thought I he was crafty. I thought, I thought that was a wonderful mask. Like, he had, like, if you have not listened to it, first of all, for our listeners, like, go find it. It's more entertaining, this podcast. It's more entertaining than most of the Hawks halves of basketball. It was, it was very, very funny. But at the same time, I thought he was playing media chess at that point because he had three minefields that he was absolutely dodging at that point. One was Mel throwing the chair. Like, that wasn't great. And his opening line was, we tried everything. Before anybody even asked a question, he's like, we tried everything. We had Mel throwing chairs. I threw a clipboard. We tried all the tricks. It didn't work. And then all of a sudden after that, like, nobody asked about that chair throwing thing. And he, that's one minefield that he absolutely threw away. Another one was that, you know, the Hawks and the Bulls were both playing on a back-to-back. And the Bulls came out with a ton of energy, and the Hawks didn't. Well, why you think about it and it's like it's because the day before you know they played hero ball at, on the night when they found out about John Collins it was just like this huge long emotional day and it was completely and totally like the John Collins event hangover in that Bulls game and again you know by just saying we sucked we sucked we sucked we sucked it's like another minefield that he sidestepped and then the third minefield was Cam Reddish it's like by saying we all sucked, no, there were no highlights. We all sucked. He was—he was, he was kind of, you know, he kind of protected Cam in that moment. And there was one question specifically about Cam, and he's like, "Are you going to single Cam out?" And you know, Zach was like, uh, "Well, let's talk about, you know, let's still talk about Cam." You know, he asked the question, and you know, Cam Reddish. You know, NBA players have bad games, but. He was absurdly bad in that game. I mean, you know, he's going to have highs and lows. He's 20, all the usual caveats. Cam Reddish was really, really bad in that Bulls game. And I think Lloyd protected him in that moment with the, I mean, it was just dead gold, deadpan comedy. It's 10 wonderful minutes with the media that you don't usually get. But I think there was a purpose there. Uh, maybe, or I don't know. I think that's reading a bit too much. Oh. Um, like let, let's break it down. One, the Bulls uh, played like crap against the Lakers. Uh, they they basically yeah. just didn't. They played with you know. I, I watched the game and the Lakers just outclassed them, and the game wasn't as close as the score was. Even though they were up twenty one, a lot of it was just they were making their jump shots in the first half, and in the second half they couldn't make. You know they they couldn't make their jump shots, and the 
you know, Lakers kind of clamped down on them on defense. Meanwhile, the Hawks played a tough physical game against the Spurs. Like, and it, it just reminded me what they did, you know, the Sixer game where they played a, you know, the, these back-to-backs coincide with the Hawks playing physical games against good teams. And, you know, they got they got to come back and play another game. And it's just, they, they just didn't have the energy. Like, they just flat out didn't have it. Trey Young, like, if you want to know why the Bulls, throttled them was because Trey Young didn't play well. Like he was, he just didn't, he couldn't penetrate into the lane consistently on offense. And, you know, if Trey Young can't get, get to the, get into the paint, nobody on the Hawks can. Uh, so that, like, to me, that was, the, that was the culprit. Um, and like I said before, like, you know, back to backs, you just don't know which team's going to have the energy and who's not. So I don't take too much from Lloyd Pierce's press conference other than he was being funny. Um, but I do, <laughs> overall, I do like that, you know. I, I, here's I, the thing. Here, I feel here, strongly here, about here's the, the Mel here's, here's, here's the more important thing about Melvin Hunt. And just, you know, you, you've seen Lloyd Pierce get a couple texts um, to start this season. And, and actually, two of those I things go together because Mel was singling out Cam in that moment because that's well, who Mel was thing. talking to. Well, it's because they know this team is better than – like they know they can be good. Like oh, I, I sure. feel like, I feel like this coaching staff feels that they know they have the talent to win games with this team, and so like that's why they're more passionate. You know, not that they weren't passionate last season, but they 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 feel like they have a chance every night, and they they want to impart you know just the mindset you have to play with. And so, you know, I don't. <clears throat> I don't have a problem with Hunt, you know, get, getting in the camera. It's like he he sometimes needs a kick in the butt. Um, I you know I don't, you know it's it's one game. Uh, I imagine, hopefully Hunt doesn't do it again. Uh, say that you know because you know this is a high school. Um, you know, Cam Reddish is a professional. You probably need to talk to him like a professional. At the same time, he's also a rookie. And, you know, it's, it's just a different it's, – it's just different for rookies. And Cam in particular is just somebody who, who just is too easy to get down on himself when things go poorly for him. And it's just going to take time for him to pick his spot. So we'll, we'll see with him overall. But, uh, you know, I, like overall, I just think a lot, of the, a lot of the intensity and passion you're seeing from the coaches just comes from the fact that they believe – this team can be good, and oh, defensively, that. and defensively they've been good. Like yep. flat out, they've been good enough. It's just the offense hasn't been there, and it, you know, it sucks. But if they, as long as they continue to play this level of defense, the offense is definitely going to turn around. There's just too much offensive talent on the team, even with John Collins sideline. Like there's just too much quality offensive basketball players who are proven in this league. Uh, along with Trey Young being an NBA superstar, playing at an NBA superstar level. Like, if Trey Young continues this level of performance, which isn't guaranteed, but, we're, you know, he's probably like five or ten games away of saying this is kind of the player who he is because this is what he did second half of last year, and he's just continuing his play. He just got He's just been better as a jump shooter, but everything else is more or less the same. So if Trey Young can continue this play, if Herder can, you know, grow as an offensive player, like, and Jabari Parker, you know, 
continues to be Jabari Parker. That's all you need. You don't need everybody being great. Like, you just need two or three guys to be really good on offense and everybody else being in their roles and executing on what the, those guys need them to do. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see it, it, you know, and it, like I said before, it'll really help when Kraft comes back because again, uh, Lloyd Pierce is going to play. If he could play 15 guys, he'd play 15 guys. Uh, he's going to find whoever is working that night on which matchup and what works. Like I, I really do appreciate how Lloyd Pierce will, will just go with, you know, he, Lloyd Pierce, he, he does what he feels will work and won't work. He doesn't, Stick to traditional coaching norms. Uh, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna find a way, and he's done a really good job of getting a lot of these guys into position to succeed. Um, you know, really shout out to Bembry, who's been he can't make his free throws, but you know he's been really good finishing around the rim, and he's been really he's been quality uh, this season. Uh, so uh, hopefully, Bembry can continue this throughout the season. Yeah. You, you went on for a while there, so I have a couple things. <laughs> I, I agree with you on the intensity part, the coaching staff believing in this team more than last year. You can see it. I, I think Pierce's animation on the sideline is completely different than last year. Where It looked like he just wanted to be the world's most patient teacher last year, and now he just he loses his, he loses his stuff from time to time on the sideline. Not you know more at the officials than at his own players, but he's he just – I think he, he's, he's into it more because he has some defensive tools that he didn't have a year ago. At the same time, you, you talked about believing in the offense, and I, I believe in their play. I just don't think they have enough shooters. Like, they have, they have playmakers, but it's just they've really hard. Uh, they, they've got plenty of shooting. They just oh. got to make their shots. Like, we're, we'll we're not going to say this. If they, if they make, like, if they have They'll three games better. and making their three-pointers, like, we're not having this discussion. They're shooting, like, 20. They're shooting probably now about 30% from three. Like, that's not going to continue. It's worse, like, and, and no of course team, it's not going to continue because it's like no 28. No team in the NBA shoots, yeah, like they're not going to be a bottom third shooting team. There is too much shooting talent on See, the there's, roster. There's a difference. So uh, they're not going to shoot 28% for the season, which is where they are now. They could definitely be in the bottom third because it's such Vince an Carter's emphasis made, league-wide. Like, Vince, Carter, Vince Carter has made, what, three, four threes on the season. Like, Vince he's Carter's not making... a role player, though. He's not essential to your yeah, team. He but only he's plays playing 12 minutes a night. Like... Kevin, he's playing a lot more than 12 minutes now that John's out, and he's not making his open three-pointers. Like, he's not making threes. Until tonight, Kevin Herter wasn't making three-pointers um, at all. Yes. And that his... the only person... The yes. o- there were only two basketball players making three-pointers on, on the team, right? Uh, it was Trey is Trey Young and John Collins. And John Collins suspended for 25 games. Other than that, nobody else was consistently making an, uh, an open or contested three-pointer. Like, and that's not going to continue. It's, it's just my point. Like, you know, unless you're one of the truly elite, elite shooters in the game, uh, like, you're going to just go through these stretches. And to me, the shot that shooting talent is there for them to be good enough. And, like, they're going to go on stretches where they're going to make, like the Kings did. Not, probably not to this extent, but they're going to have games where they're, they're going to make their three-pointers, like, and they're going to make a lot of them. And it's going to open up. Like, once the three-pointers start falling, it's going to open up the rest of the, rest of the offense for them. 
I, I do think the shooting will improve once they sign Bogdan Bogdanovich in the offseason. Sure. I don't <laughs> like sure. You got to spend the money somewhere. There aren't any free agents left. I mean, yeah, if you want. <laughs> I don't know. All right. This is a long recap. We should probably wrap it up. We were agreeing on so many things. It's good that we disagreed on something. It's healthy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of distracted, too. I'm watching this Bucks-Jazz game. The Bucks came back from, like, 20 down. It's tied. Giannis, of course, fouled out again. He had, like, five fouls in the fourth quarter. It's, it's mm. been a fun game. but uh, I'm worried about the Bucks. Why? They, they've been they, – they've blown – Virtually every other team out this season. I'm just worried about them. I don't they're think they're as good as they were last year, and they didn't make you know they didn't get to the finals last year. I, I don't know. I'm nervous. I think Philadelphia is better. They're not better. Philly, Ben Simmons can't make a jump shot. Who cares? <laughs> like I, Giannis I can't, can't make a jump shot. Joel and D can't make a jump shot. Like I cannot believe y'all people think this this Sixer team who can't score like against greatest, anybody. It's like the is greatest defensive win. NBA. It's like the greatest defensive team in NBA history. Sure, but they can't shoot. And mm. like the the playoffs are a nice little rock fight. They're gonna be perfect for the Sixers. It's it's gonna work. Yeah, Giannis is better than anybody the Sixers have on the floor. So I'm not worried. Like I'm not worried about the Bucks against the Sixers. Like. Wow. No team with Ben Simmons is doing anything in the playoffs, period. Like wow. until he's until he is willing to take a jump shot, who cares what they do in the regular season? Like it's just not good enough. In this league, if he's gonna be your point guard and he's not gonna take a jump shot, that's ridiculous. And I, I think it's absurd that we just assume it's gonna work because Josh Richardson, like, come on now. Like this is in the playoffs, like, Giannis isn't going to guard Ben Simmons. He's going to help everywhere, and the Sixers are going to have no chance. All right. We'll see. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime soon. Thank you, Tyler. No problem, Kevin. <laughs> Talk to you soon.